anyone listening, this episode is for you. We're talking about your mindset around injuries, physical therapy. Having a good experience is possible. So check this episode out. Here's your dose of healthy infotainment. These are genuine conversations and real discussions for your health and vitality journey. I'm Chloe LeVray. I'm Alia Abdullah. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to The Continua Podcast. Drinks. <laughs> Water, smoothie, something. <laughs> I think we're good. One of my good friends, Haley Bolin, shout out Haley, was obsessed with Paramore. Obsessed. Yeah. Yeah, see? So I, she has a lot I feel to like say. I know Paramore through her, honestly. Yes. I don't think I ever really listened to it on my own. Yeah. <laughs> but crush, 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 crush. Nothing compares to yes. Oh my god, I actually do know this. No, I knew you would. <laughs> I knew you would. Yeah, we had to do a little bit of a throwback. So that was the song of the day. Shouts to Paramore and anyone that's listening and reliving their their high school days. But really quickly, before we bring on our guest today, because we have a very healthy conversation. Yes, we do. Yes, Chloe, what are you snacking or sipping on? You know, okay, I'm sipping on water. Again, I'm going to shout out Lark. L-A-R-Q. L-A-R-Q. Everybody. Best water bottle. It has its own ionization and filtration system in it. All you got to do is press this little button at the top. It'll blink. Yeah, thank you. Blink blue for about a minute, and you have yourself some purified. That's awesome. Water. That's it's great amazing. technology. Yeah. Lark sponsor <laughs> us, please. <laughs> and then Chloe's back to yes. what is this? The Saffron Road crunchy, yes. crunchy chickpeas. Kind of my go-to snack. Replaces corn nuts for anyone who remembers the corn nuts, the ranch corn nut days. <laughs> this is a healthy replacement. Exactly. Delicious chickpeas. Great source of protein, plant-based protein, and carb. How about you? The funny thing is the one day that Chloe does remember to ask me immediately afterwards, I just have water <laughs> out of this very cute myrrh bottle that she got me as a gift, which was Dude. sweet. It has an A carved on it. Like, it's going to fix itself. Not let me, let me go to this place where I feel like there's a community or I feel welcomed <laughs> or I feel seen, for that matter. And... Getting to this conversation that we have here today. So we have my good friend, Ryan Chow, born and raised in New York City, graduated from the University of Michigan with an exercise science degree. He became the personal trainer and the manager of a boutique gym and became a New York State licensed personal training teacher with a doctorate in physical therapy and started his own business called Reload. He is a contributing author to The Rehab of Spine, The re- Rehab of the Spine. <laughs> I said that really, really strangely. <laughs> rehab of Spine. <laughs> rehab of the Spine, everyone. Rehab of the Spine. And Faculty for First Principles of Movement, which is founded by Dr. Craig Liebenson. Shout out, Dr. Liebenson. Yes. <laughs> Without further ado. Thanks for having me on, ladies. It's a... Uh... Honored to be here on Continuo Podcast, and I'm excited to just start chatting with you guys. Absolutely. We are excited to get started, too. Okay, so first of all, I did not know that you started out in personal training. Yeah, that's a big part of my story. I always wanted to stay, you know, related to sports, which is why I'm rocking the Knicks jersey. Yeah, <laughs> you go. The Knicks, uh, yeah, I'm a New Yorker, and, you know, not playing the sport, and when you want to do training or you want to do PT, you want to do something to stay around it. That's how I got into PT, but uh, 
Turns out after my exercise science degree, I wasn't, I didn't have the greatest grades. I wasn't super focused. So I had to do something after undergrad while I was trying to get into grad school. It was actually a huge blessing in disguise. It's probably one of the game-changing things in my career because that's my calling card in rehab is knowing how to train. I still train people. It's been 11 years and most of my work is in training. So Right. I mean, training and physical therapy are essentially the same thing. Physical therapy is just your training and injury. <laughs> 100%. You nailed it. You know Dr. Levinson, so you know that's how we like to think about things. Is You know, I, I thought I was going to do all this massage work and modalities and crack backs and all these cool things I learned in PT school that I couldn't do as a trainer. But mm. I realized that no matter where you are, let's say, Aaliyah, with your sprained ankle or whatever it is, even if you do something to make it feel better with modalities or things like that at some point you got to get it strong again and that's what influences our name in reload is at some point after you've let stuff calm down you've let it heal up you got to start loading it you've got to start training you got to start pushing it and I knew that most of the PT practice I worked at before felt like a medical spa or just felt like you're getting passed around a room and doing a bunch of random stuff so I needed something that was a little more edgy but that express to people like, hey, when you come here, you're, you're going to be ready to work. So, you know, that's kind of what it is. Not your grandma's PT, you know. <laughs> Not your grandma's PT. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's so great. As you were explaining it, I love the word reload for one main reason. When you get the injury, I think there's an initial fear to put that level of weight or, I guess, physical stress mm-hmm. when you're working out back on wherever that particular injury is. And so reload, I feel like gives me more of a positive connotation around it. When you think of a battery or like you're recharging, you know, it's going to get back to 100%. So just trying to, yeah, trying to just internalize that piece of I can get back to that spot. Reload makes me just not even think about the fear of it. I always wonder, let's say, for example, with athletes and major injuries, they're back in a major game. Let's, for example, Odell Beckham Jr. getting back (laughs) out into the game in the back of your mind. What if I experience this pain again? Yeah. Ryan could probably speak to this, but I definitely think there is a spectrum when it comes to getting back into the game or getting back into your sport. A professional athlete like Odell, he got to do what he got to do. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I'm sure he was taking a bunch of stuff just to like kind of numb the pain probably. It was the soup. I mean, that's the highest level of athleticism you can get. And that was his chance to to win a trophy. So, I mean, Ryan, speak to this. I don't know if I would recommend that for just an everyday weekend warrior, you know? Mm-hmm. This is this is great. You guys are jumping right into it. Um, <laughs> Aaliyah, you, you nailed it the way you described uh, how it's supposed to make you feel. And, and you brought up some really important points about, I think something that's all super underrated is, is the confidence piece is, you don't know what your body can handle. You don't know if you can trust it. And although someone like Odell has to do it at a way higher level than most people, it's actually not different for anybody else. Your life is what's important to you. What you do is are your valued life activities. To me, that's your Super Bowl. Whatever it is mm-hmm. that you need to get back to, that's what we need to identify. And I got to start building that confidence in, in that person from day one. So the way you described everything, the way you made it make you feel, it makes me happy because I don't I don't know what people are necessarily thinking when they see those words or they hear those things, but it's 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 so important. I think it applies to everyone. I think 
everyone has the same like concerns, the doubts uh, and fears when it comes to like, damn, am I going to be myself? Do I, you know, can I uh, re-engage in these things that are important to me? And that's that's what I'm passionate about is trying to, to instill that confidence and then even take it a step further, get someone stronger than they've ever been. So they never have to think about it again. So, wow. What are your thoughts on rehabbing a person who is not necessarily an athlete and helping someone rehab who their, their sport is kind of their life? Yeah. I mean, you said it rehab is just training when you have an injury or pain and it just comes down to, I got to look at that person's valid life activity. So I know uh, you recently saw uh, Craig and, you know, he's been helping you and maybe we can go into that a little bit. I don't, I don't want to bring out any stuff that you're not ready to share. No. Oh my gosh. You are open book. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's the same thing. It's like, all right, what's the, what's the thing that's hard for you to do right now? What's something that you're concerned that you'll never be able to get back to, or that you're having difficulty just trying to get back to. And I'm going to take a look at that. I'm going to break down the demands of that activity. So whether it's running or, or training or dance. I know, uh, Leah, I think you're doing dance and just look at everything. He's done his required. homework on us. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. I mean, if I'm going to spend some time with you guys, then, you know, I got to do my due diligence. But um, no, it's, 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 uh, you just look at the highest demands of what someone might have to do and you just bring it back. You just train it like you would someone who's trying to train for a marathon or training to get into shape. Just figure out where they are where they're trying to go and they just start to build it up in small pieces. And then you gotta, I think we have to explain to people like it's still exercise. It's just, you know, either more specific or regress to a level where we don't recognize that it's still exercising, let's say an ankle or a calf or, or single leg strength or stability, but it's the same thing. And we just try to understand the whole spectrum of things that people could want to do. And then, learn how to evaluate it and then build it up. It's just training, like you said. I like that we're having this conversation around it where it's not just for athletes. I think looking at a physical therapy um, facility or looking into more resources and options about how to rehab ourselves, there's an opportunity out there to learn more. If I'm thinking around someone who I know that does just go to the gym and Mm -hmm. did not identify as an athlete, I just go directly to like the doctor's office. It's really interesting because I I see it as the total opposite. And I guess I'm just I'm thinking, with you, Chloe. Oh, are you? Okay. I'm just yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So identifying as an athlete. Right. <laughs> I would never if I get if I get hurt and it's like a minor injury, I would never ever think to go to physical therapy, to a chiropractor, to a podiatrist, to even just a regular like health pre- like no no doctor right. because i think oh i can just like it'll go away i can walk it off i can just fix it myself especially cuz i'm in this industry i can do it by myself you know but yeah ryan like do you see more people who identify as athletes or do you see more people who how do i put it you know a a person who doesn't necessarily work out all the time right and who you know, went walking their dog and tripped and hurt their ankle. I I think, I think most people think of physical therapy and rehab as like really 
palliative, like, uh, you know, sissy stuff, like, oh, you know, you just lay down and you, you get a massage, you get an ice pack, and then, you know, you might do a few, like, banded exercises, mm. and you're like, oh, yeah, that's PT. And that usually is not enough for people, which mm-hmm. is probably why both the, all three of us are having a, a disagreement about how people <laughs> view physical therapy. Right. Because one, it's, it's so general, it can apply to everyone. But most people think about it relative to their experience. And to, in my experience, most physical therapy practices are geared up to get people from like, I can't walk or take the stairs or, you know, get out, like lay in bed without pain to, okay, I can do that without pain. Whereas, and, and that's mostly dictated by, dictated by health insurance because health yeah. insurance won't cover anything if you have to run because that's considered beyond normal function. And then it won't be covered. So actually oh, most physical therapists, yeah, that we, we don't have much that training. On, yeah. It's inessential. So, so even if we had training for it in school, in practice, none of us are doing it all the time because uh-huh. it's not considered health insurance covered. So now you have to find more specialized people like Dr. Levinson or, you know, other people, I don't even think it's necessarily specialized, but nobody spends like thousands of hours helping people doing that because it's not, you know, actually a lot of people do it, but we're not necessarily uh, covered for insurance. So we have to figure out other ways to do it. And uh, mm-hmm. basically what happens is you have certain people who just do like what we call like a conveyor belt mill PT. And mm-hmm. most people don't get better. So we don't value it. And then uh, otherwise, if you're more athletic, you might think about going to a trainer or something like that. But, you know, Chloe knows this in training. It's, we don't have normalized education where everyone learns everything. So you don't know what you're going to get. Like right. Chloe spent so much time, effort, uh, money uh, on education practice. We went to a UCLA seminar together to learn from Nicole Rodriguez, who's like one of the top strength and conditioning coaches in sport. So we could learn how to fill those gaps, but it's not a, a normal thing where people will be able to train someone who's super athletic and get them from from rehab all the way to training, all the way to high performance. It's a huge missing piece, and it leads to why I started Reload is I had the training experience, and I saw how many people I could help in that experience, and I had learned to be a rehab professional, and I just saw so many things as a trainer that rehab professionals were missing, like having a personal relationship, having a trust and a coaching mindset as opposed to Currently in healthcare, it's very transactional. You'll yeah. see your doctor for five minutes. Uh, someone will provide your treatment like a technician, but it's not like, hey, I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. I'm here to listen to you. I'm here to guide you. I'm here to help you through the process. As things change, we'll adjust. But more, it's just like, oh, I come in, I do my, you know, they do something to me or I do a little exercise and I leave. It's not, that's not working. Right. That's not how it should be. So we had to create something that that changed that changed the game in that sense. So yeah. personal connection, you would say, is a part of your your philosophy as a physical therapist, oh. like understanding each individual person that's coming in, their story, their journey, and then meeting them where they're at when they come to have that therapy session with you. <laughs> like, I mean, Literally. yeah, <laughs> it, it is like there's a story to how yeah. the injury happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure there's some emotions and some psychological connection to that. It's probably helpful what, that they can have. A relationship with you and talk to you about maybe how they got injured, how they're feeling about the injury right now. I think that's such a great point about transactional, like the experience yeah. in the healthcare industry. I do think because yeah. we can just talk about the health healthcare industry just for a second. Mm-hmm. I think because 
there are so many people who have different types of insurances. Mm-hmm. A, a, a place like Liebenson's office, he doesn't take insurance. He's private, right? Mm-hmm. So he has the ability to spend two hours with a with a patient when they first come in. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who takes Blue blue Shield, for example, that's what I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> someone who takes Blue Shield, I'm not the only person who has Blue Shield and who's injured right now. Mm-hmm. So I, along with a million other people, are going to go to these PTs who take my insurance. Mm-hmm. And so it literally is just this kind of like run-of-the-mill right. type of environment because they have so many people that they have to see. And it it really takes away from the experience for the patient, at least for me, I can only right. speak for myself, but I'm currently at a PT, you know, facility right now. And I just see the difference between an office like Liebenson and an office like the one that I'm going to. And I value Liebenson because every time I go to see him, he spends the entire time with me. It's an hour, hour and a half sometimes. And he's really taking the time to like, how am I doing today? How's my injury today? You know, and and instilling confidence in me in knowing that I'm going to heal. I'm going to get better. And Ryan, you were referring to this as a con- conveyor belt? Uh, yeah, in our, in the PT world, we refer to it as like mill PT or conveyor belt PT because mm-hmm. the insurance model forces us to see four people at once. None of the PTs want to actually do that. You... Yeah. individually having four people that you have to tend to at one time. Yeah, that's, that's the, that's exactly what Chloe's referring to. It's like, you're you kind of like to, stacked a little bit. There's always an overlap. Yeah. You, you can't pay full attention to someone's story, their concerns and, and, and their uh, situation because you're trying to juggle so many things at once and none of us want to do it, but there's, there's, it's so hard to break out of the system because what are you going to do? You have to, unless you're going to do what I did where you have to start your own business and do what Dr. Liebenson taught me is spend two hours with someone so you can understand the context of the situation. Cause it's not just about the injury itself. The injury, like you guys were talking about is relative to the, the demands of that person's life. So right. I'm not going to sit there and, and treat you know, and Chloe, the same way I treat someone who's, let's say they had like a surgery or something, all the situations are completely different. So you can't just make it about the the body part or the injury. You have to make it about the person. You guys are all over it. And that's, I learned. So Dr. Liebenson's my mentor. He changed my career. My training career was very average until I met him. And he helped me bridge the gap between training and rehab and bring reload to life because it's all based on the way he's treated you, Chloe, prioritizing people over profits, listening to you and not letting insurance or stuff like that dictate what we can and should do. And then talking to you between sessions and spending time with you, trial and error in certain things, helping people understand what they're supposed to feel what their journey is supposed to be like, how we can pivot if things aren't going smoothly, because it's not that simple. Like if it was that easy, like we wouldn't have all the chronic pain and disability we have in this world. So something has to change. And, you know, that's what it's about. I think you guys bringing this to light and you guys sharing these stories and these different options, I think is so important. And hopefully we can build a a reload, a a scalable system. So it's not just like, you got to go out of your way to like, the best in the world. You should be able to find this everywhere. That's okay. my passion around this. And Reload mm-hmm. is located in New York City? Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, what you guys are talking about with the sterile environment, the yeah. white walls, like <laughs> I never wanted our place to be like that. Just like the name and is it's supposed not. to change how it. you feel about it. <laughs> yeah, we used to uh, rent space from a place called Performing Cells, which was designed for like social media content. It's an environment to, to make people feel like they're aspiring and building performance and building beyond just an injury. So right. the environment really sets that stage. And then we have trainers on staff and clinicians on staff so we can bridge that gap and a more fun environment. Like you said, exactly. community to us, it's it's not transactional. It's not even relational. It's community because mm-hmm. if when people come, we want them to know like, hey, you're not just going to come in. You're going to do stuff. You're going to get involved. You're going to meet other people who are similar to you who've been through injuries. We're going to have group classes that that take into account your health history and the, the injuries and pain you've been through. And then we're going to have other people that you can grow and learn and develop. So we have a whole team around this. That's really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a very fun environment. We try to keep it really light and make it enjoyable and have just, the, you know, the community. The community is the key, I think. that's It's so hard to sustain any of this stuff unless you, you see other people going through it and, and making it past where they are. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we have doubts. We don't know if we're going to get better. But you see someone else who's like 10 months ahead of you and say, hey, I've been through that. And they're like, hey, look at me now. And you're like, oh, shoot. Like, Chloe, I know you see other people at uh, LASS. Mm-hmm. And, you know, similar people or people going through what you're going through, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The I think one of the things that I love about Dr. Liebenson is that he always introduces his patients to his other patients. Okay. So yeah. when we're all in the same environment, why are we going to be awkward and not talk to each other? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so the moment someone steps in for an appointment, Susan, this is Chloe, Chloe, Susan. Oh, you know, it's it's so it's such a warm environment to be in. Yeah. And it makes you want to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I literally mm-hmm. always leave his office with like a massive smile on my face. And that's that is that's it's important. It's yeah. really important because you're going through something that is not so fun. Yeah. You know, you're hurting. So yeah. if you can leave an environment wow. like a physical therapy office or he's he's technically a chiropractor, mm-hmm. you know, an office like that and feel not only that you healed a little bit, but like your spirit is lifted. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. Wow. <laughs> and that's why I love him so much. Wow. That's why like I don't want to see anyone else ever. <laughs> like he's the best. <laughs> wow. I'm so glad you bring that up because that's what we teach at First Principles of Movement is. And it's so hard to make it and have everyone experience it. But it's, it is about giving you hope and spirit and, and excitement about your situation. Because like you said, it's hard. And. The, what we always try to teach people is every appointment, you, people have to have a positive experience with movement. We want people to feel hopeful and that they're headed in the right direction. And it's it's not easy to do, obviously, when something's bothering you. So I, I love how you explain that. I love what you wrote on your Instagram post about what you just explained. And I hope that other people can experience that. You know? Thank you. <laughs> Came from the heart. Came from the heart. I'm smiling about this conversation because I, I think rehab and injuries, it's obviously a very serious conversation and serious topic. But the simple fact that we're able to find light and have a very positive undertone with this is a big deal. I think it makes it less daunting. And people from listening to this episode might be receptive or just think it's possible for me to have a different experience. I totally agree. And I think... I I don't I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the education behind 
you know, a facility like Reload or yeah. like, you know, chiropractory office yeah. like Dr. Levinson. They're so knowledgeable. They're mm-hmm. extremely good at what they do. Mm-hmm. And it comes from years and years and years and years of experience mm-hmm. and years and years and years of continuing education. And working with a practitioner like that, I think, is so important. Someone who never stops learning. And Liebenson, he he never stops learning. He's one of the best of the best. Yeah. And he's always seeking out information about like what's you know what's the latest mm-hmm. you know and that's i'm sure that's what you do at reload as well yeah you nailed it it's it's one of the core values that we have as a team and as a company and it's something we've picked up from dr levinson and you know when i first met him through a mutual client and then he was like hey you should come to this thing perform better i'll be speaking there and then i saw him there and i really enjoyed it i learned from all these different trainers coaches doctors all these different people and then he said, oh, why don't you come to this? And I went to one of his courses. And then I met Coach Darius Gilbert and Coach Marty Gallagher, who are like amazing kettlebell coach and amazing strength expert who's worked with some of the top uh, lifters of all time in the history like of the world. And, you know, he just put me onto all these people. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, I said my career was very average before I met him. And that was really the game changer is like going out and learning from real experts who had skin in the game. And then I just started traveling all over the world, uh, learning from different experts and then getting a different perspective, learning from world-class sprint coaches, world-class Olympic lifters, different doc types of doctors, chiropractors, physical therapists, and all kinds of different things. And then that that is what helped me differentiate us. And because I knew that was a, a barrier for a lot of trainers, you know, we don't always have the time or the money when we're like, you know, our clients to like do this, but it is important to break you out of the cycle of being trapped in that situation. So we made it a core value. I don't want any reasons why people can't learn and develop. And then mm-hmm. it, with that education, you can go and and uh, help more people. You can help yourself professionally. You can differentiate yourself so much. So, yeah, I think the phrase is be a learn it all, not a know it all. Yeah. Learn it all. Yeah. I like that. Be a okay. learn it all, Chloe, not a know it all. Chloe was talking about how Dr. Levinson's always learning. When when I was in LA learning from him and we did that course at UCLA with Nicole Rodriguez, you know, all of us sat there and learned from Nicole, including Craig. And then <laughs> I went back to the office with them on Monday and I just watched him like use it and practice it and learn it. I'm like, wow, that, that that's my role model for how to 30 years in the game, like so many books written, so many courses taught. And he's like still experimenting, still learning. So I started to adopt that mentality and instill that in our team. You know, we have practitioners and I want everyone to always have that mindset. In fact, four or five of them are right now, as we speak, learning from a sports scientist from Australia. So it's that's like, dope. That's, yeah. uh, that should be the new standard in my opinion. Yes, 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 yes. Do you have a, a client or a particular story from when they came in? And when they left, if you can walk us through that experience where it was an aha moment for you of like, this is why I'm doing this. Wow. That's a great question. Uh, so many. That I mean, a great question. obviously the ones, uh, there's so many different people who've been to like four or five other people and then they don't, they, they, they're not progressing and they don't know where to turn. Kind of like what you guys are talking about. Like I've been to the doctor, I've been to pizza, I've been to chiropractor. I'm not getting better. I've been to a trainer. I don't know what to do. Like I have nowhere else to turn. And you know, you ask them, you talk to them and it's like two, three years of journey. of just like downward downhill spiral with a lot of fear, a lot of concern. And then slowly we don't even realize we're becoming more and more disabled, meaning not like you're in a wheelchair, but you're not doing the things you want to do anymore. 
And you just kind of like are relegated to just accept that. And and we don't want that because it's it's very trainable. You can do something about that, but no one's taking the time to understand where they are, what they need and have guidance there. One of my favorite people I've worked with, I worked with him for one and a half years is a sprinter named Tahir Walsh. He was a 2016 100 meter sprinter at the Olympics and came to me with back pain and he, you know, he tried everything. It just wasn't getting better. And I just do what Dr. Liebenson said. I just listen to his story, spend time to understand where he was, what he's tried, what worked for him, what didn't work for him. And I just looked at, you know, what tools he had and what, what understanding he had. And I just developed those over time. And first we got him out of pain. Then the things we used to get him out of pain actually helped him with his performance. He ended up running faster mm-hmm. in 2020 than he did in 2016. And even though due to political stuff, he didn't requalify mm-hmm. for the Olympics, like, you know, we got him to a place where he wanted, he was the best he'd ever been. And uh, that's one of my favorite stories because people think that it's, it's about pain or it's about performance. Actually it's about both. And it's about breaking him out of that cycle where just for so long, he just was not himself and not able to perform. And that's what everyone deserves. And that's what we try to do with everyone. There's, there's so many people we, we deal with who are like at the end of the line. And it's really sad, honestly. And I, I just, you know, I hope that's not, common anymore i just want Mm -hmm. to change you know yeah i mean that's that's one of our like foundational principles at continua is getting people out of dull pain because Mm. i feel like the majority of people live with some sort of like little ache little pain little you know and they've just kind of come to terms ah i'm just getting older that's how it's gonna be yeah but it's possible to heal it's very possible to heal you just have to put in the work and work with the right people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I think cause we learn in school that like we learn all like our bodies are like uh, machines, like a mechanic has to fix the machine, but that's not how pain works. And that's not how it should be, which is why the whole community thing is so important. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we got to change that narrative. We got to change that approach. That's why you know, I love what you're doing. I love, you know, Chloe hearing that you're doing your own thing and you're able to do things on your terms and help people the way you want to. And, you know, I, I love that you're sharing and reaching more people with this podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. That's our goal. <laughs> Someone listening uh, who's listening right now, just yeah. now thinking, Oh, let me, let me look into reload. Let me set my expectations and my mindset around. There's an opportunity for me to have a positive experience and just that alone and shifting that perspective, shifting that mindset is huge and that's our goal so yeah i love that yeah and and people like you guys are to me should be valued way higher in society today because if you really study what's going on like 86 percent of all healthcare dollars are spent on chronic diseases so we're, we're not we don't have an issue having medical issues we're not you know dealing with like infections that are killing everybody it's like we're developing chronic disease, chronic pain, and the medical model isn't uh, built for that. So trainers, wellness professionals, rehab professionals are super useful in society today, but we're not valued by society. We're not, you know, when I was a trainer, when I first got out of uh, uh, undergrad, people would be like, hey, when are you going to get a real job? You know, like that that wasn't seen as something as like, you know, you know, it's not like you're a doctor or a lawyer, but the effect that we can have on people's lives is greater than doctors in in, in so many ways. So 
you know, part of wanting to grow reload is to, I had to fight tooth and nail to get to the point where I was to, you know, I had to learn, I had to travel, I had to do all the stuff. I had to create my own business. I was like, this is so much work. Not everybody should have to do this for someone to find a decent professional because most professionals want to help people, but you know, big box gyms and, and conveyor belt PT clinics don't really care about the professional or the client. It's really about business and money. So we want to put the professionals in a position to succeed so they can serve the people who need their help. And I feel like that's something I learned from Dr. Levinson is, you know, I, I started teaching with him. I was faculty with him and I, I currently am. We help all these people. And then what I find is people are like, this is such good stuff, but I can't use this at work because my employer doesn't care about any of this. They just mm-hmm. care about numbers. Wow. You know? That is so sad. So, do you, yeah, sorry. Do you I have hope? <laughs> I mean, no, the, well, do I mean you it's have, the truth. It's do the you truth. have hope that um, that perspective is shifting or that level of value? Obviously, we value mm-hmm. you and we understand the value. Do you think that that's shifting as a result of the pandemic? 100%. I think Chloe and I were just chatting a little bit about this. It's like uh, before you came on is, is the pandemic was a natural place time for things to change because we all got to break out of our normal rat race and just reevaluate our lives and just say is this working for me and and right now a lot of us couldn't even continue what we were doing so it's like well, what are my options and it turns out you know if if you care about people you're gonna have people who want to take care of you like some of these big brands might have marketing power but a lot of people are failing with big brands so they need somewhere else to turn and i think uh, a lot of people became entrepreneurs and a lot of people um, made it about their profession instead of just their job. So, yeah, it was huge. I know so many trainers who, you know, went out on their own. I know so many rehab professionals who went out on their own. And I'm 100 percent certain they're helping more people now than they are today. Yeah. And it's not hurting anyone. Like, what, some big CEO has like a million less dollars and they still have trillions of dollars. Who cares? You know, like <laughs> healing more people. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. I do think that there is value in collaboration too, though. Mm -hmm. And as you said, I know, I I also know a lot of people who kind of went out on their own, Mm -hmm. but two minds are better than one. (laughs) So I think like a place like Reload, like there are so many brilliant minds in one space and that breeds even more brilliant minds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So before I wanted to start Reload, I actually, I worked as a person, an independent personal trainer and I would go to a place called Independent Training Spot and they'd like rent gym space to independent trainers. And then I thought as a physical therapist, I was like, oh, this is great. And then I, at a time I wanted to create a co-working space for rehab professionals, trainers, chiropractors, massage therapists to all rent space and work together and collaborate so and and build community the same way we want community for our clients we should also want community for our professionals Mm because we're like you said we're better together so that's actually part of what we do at reload is we have i believe about 35 other professionals who rent space from us and we host um seminars we bring people like craig and marty gallagher and derek hansen people who changed my life who when i had to travel around the world instead of having everyone do that i just bring them in so we can host education seminars and then people network people start working together trainers and and rehab professionals refer to each other and everybody upgrades so uh 
I, yeah, I, I think what you said is perfect. And I think we have to find more ways to work together uh, because we have to remember there's an abundance of people. I think Aaliyah said it's like people think pain and injury and, and training is like the exception, but it's actually the rule. Everyone will have pain. Everyone will need training. So we have to shift our mindset and we got to work together because there's more than enough people who need help. And, and I think we have to foster that. It takes people like you guys reaching out to, to take the first step, you know, people in our community learning that there's other people who are similar to them and want to develop and learn the same way. So I love that. And that's really why I get up in the morning every day, you know? Snaps. Yeah. What's, what's one piece of advice that you would give someone who's struggling with an injury right now that may be listening to this episode? Yeah, that's, that's a, um, that's a good one. It's, I think people need to know that there is first it's, we need to know that there's there's hope things can get better things will take time and things won't feel the same right away it takes time i think chloe you probably heard this from craig but it's like things aren't going to change overnight but you got to keep at it and if if you understand that just because you have pain doesn't mean something's necessarily broken just because you have a, a certain medical diagnosis like arthritis doesn't mean it's wear and tear and you have to avoid it or just because you have uh, a disc herniation doesn't mean your back is fragile or whatever it is a medical diagnosis does not determine what's going to happen to you there's a lot of stuff that can improve yeah. Despite whatever label you've been given, it doesn't so, define you. Think it, it doesn't define yeah. you. a bar. That is definitely, definitely a Nailed point it. right there. Yeah. yeah, find a community, find a, a practitioner who wants to be like your coach instead of uh, your fix-it uh, person, and and then just engage in the process and be patient, and and things will get better. That's so true. It's it's not the end yeah. with the diagnosis, like you said. There is opportunity. There's hope. And not to feel demoralized. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, that's that's really the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Because your mind is very powerful. Right. And if you think something, it might manifest. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you're always in this yeah. mindset of like, I'm, I'm hurt, I'm injured, I'm never going to get better. The inflammation will stay there. It will yeah. stay in your body. Yeah, the, you, you nailed it. The mindset is the first thing we're after. We got to get people to know that. Things will be better. Things are going to get better. That's exactly what you described, Chloe. And we like to use a term internally and just say, like, and this is what we teach at the First Principles of Movement courses, is sometimes an injury ends up being the gift of injury for people because, so we, you know, injuries happen for a variety of reasons. But sometimes you come in, like, and you guys said this before, you learn something about yourself. And mm -hmm. it turns out that you can actually become stronger from the situation based on what you learned. And that's why I like to hear stories he was injured, but he ran faster than when he was in the Olympics after going through the injury process. And, you know, even at the very highest levels, and there's a, there's a guy named Brian Carroll, him too. He had a shattered spine. He was in a really bad place. And he ended up coming back and squatting 1300 pounds after his injury because he, his injury taught him about how to train, how to recover, and what's important instead of just doing what you've always known to work. Sometimes there's more out there. So sometimes an injury can catapult you to heights you've never seen. So uh, keep that in mind too. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Every time I get injured, I learn something new about myself. I wow. really, really do. And I'm able to pass it on to people around me. Right. That you're working with. Yeah. Well, yeah. and friends and family too. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily just clients. It's 
It's a great thing. It sucks at first. <laughs> it's not it's not fun, but it, it always turns out it always turns out good. So before we ask our two fun questions, where can our listeners find reload? In New York City. If you're in New York City, which borough? Uh, so we're, we're in downtown Manhattan, 14th Street and 5th Avenue, right okay. by uh, Union Square. Okay. And the website, reloadpt.com. Social media is uh, reload.pt. We have some YouTube stuff and we have some, we have actually a lot of videos uh, that show the journeys that people have been through. So if you're not sure if it's yeah. right for you, you know, you can see what other people have been through. And uh, get an idea. Cool beans. And then your social media, he drops a lot of gems on his as well. Where, yeah, <laughs> where can they find you? <laughs> uh, it's Dr. Ryan Chow at, uh, at Dr. Ryan Chow on Instagram. Okay. On IG, Fantastic. people. <laughs> Last two fun questions. Mm-hmm. If you had a song that described your 2021, what would it be? Oh, 2021 was a rough year for me. Uh, same, same. <laughs> um, let me think. Uh, what did I... Song, song, song. Every day when I woke up to more, uh, in the morning, and this might be because of the Super Bowl, but I was just thinking, you know, like, very Eminem-esque, lose yourself type morning. Every day it's like, you gotta get up and you gotta do, you gotta take this opportunity and make the best of it. So it was, you know, it was tough, but uh, a lot of good came out of it. Mm. So lose yourself, Eminem. Lose yourself, Eminem. Good one. <laughs> yeah. Good one. One moment. you capture Just let it slip. Yo. And then, so final question. Ryan, what is your definition of journey? Oof. Journey. In your own words. <sighs> the path that you're taking the um the way things are unfolding for you and it's, it's personal to you it's it's uh it's the steps you you gotta take to, to go through your life nice love it if you have any comments questions or concerns about any of the topics that we spoke about in this episode please dm us on instagram at the continua yes. thanks guys see you next time peace <laughs>